Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. Jay Billis joins the show in segment number two today. So that's coming up live. Jay on his way to Auburn for college game day coming up Saturday and the call for Kentucky and Auburn. More on Auburn basketball in a second. Also, we got some big news. Uh, carousel churning some more in college football and some big rule changes possibly in the future of college football. We'll get to that coming up in hour number two, most likely, or maybe the end of this hour. So hang around. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, rock star. The back row is Tyler and Lunsford and Forrester. Tim Melton is here today doing the great work behind the scenes, soon to be in front of a camera. More details on that later. Emily Grace McWhorter, Taylor Korn, handling everything else in the command center today. Thank you for being with us. Thumbs up, like, subscribe everywhere at Next Round Live on every platform. We're down in Auburn last night, and you called it, LT. You were so confident uh, in calling it 8.5, and, and then it was 11.5. You said, this is about to be a beatdown. Number 13 in the country is about to beat down number 11, South Carolina, down at Neville Arena. And it didn't dawn on me until we were approaching halftime, and Auburn was up, was it 22? And Taylor turned around to me and said, you know, this is weird that it's not even a quad, a quad one win, that they're number 11 in the I country, know. but it's not even in all of the computers, even a quad one win. There's a big separation between what Auburn really is and what South Carolina really is. Yeah, look, and I, I can't figure out South Carolina. I had a feeling that they were probably going to take on water when you start to look at the remaining, I guess, six games now for uh, for for Lamont Paris and this the South Carolina squad. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is they did come in at 21-3, and 9-2 and two in the SEC, and they led the SEC in scoring defense. I mean, they were only giving up, uh, what was it, 60? 64. Yeah, 64 a game. They hadn't given up more than 77 the entire year. And for Auburn to go 101 on them <laughs> yes. and beat them by 40? I mean, look, we know Neville is, is that good of a home court advantage. And, you know, I heard some guys talking about it this morning. You know, pre-Bruce Pearl... I mean, that atmosphere was nothing. Oh, Beard Eves. I mean, they had the Cliff Dwellers the one year they were really good under Cliff, but that was about it. Yeah, but you got, uh, before Bruce, you got a year or two in Neville, Oh, right? no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Neville Arena. Yeah, when it was Tony Barbie. I mean, what was there to cheer about? Um, I'll take it one step further. That would not even have been a quad one win had it been played on a neutral site last night. That shows you how far down the net South Carolina fell. Now, it would have started the night as a quad one, but they fell to 51 last night, so they would drop out of the... Neutral site, quad one. So not only was it not a quad one at Neville, it would not have been a quad one anywhere other than Columbia, South Carolina. What you can't explain, though, is, I mean, it, Kentucky has some holes. So South Carolina beating Kentucky. What you can't what, what you can't explain away is what South Carolina did to Tennessee in Knoxville. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yep. It makes no sense at all. Look, they're a good team. I don't think there's any doubt. But for them to get beaten the way they got, I mean, we call it a dick whipping. They got beat by 40. It wasn't even close. And you just wonder, moving forward now with this difficult schedule, you know, is their confidence lost? Because as good as they've been this year, um, to me, that's more of reality. How good Auburn is. And I don't want to say South Carolina's that bad. I think South Carolina's good. But, man, that was just... uh, that was a beatdown. Auburn still has a chance at the regular season championship for sure. They're just a game back in the loss column from Alabama. Um, Alabama doesn't play until Saturday. Tennessee is still in the mix. So I think it's a three-team race. I don't put South Carolina in, in no, it anymore. I, I think it's not. Alabama, Auburn, and Tennessee down the stretch. I mean, do you believe South Carolina's got LSU? That should be a win in Columbia. But then you got to go to Oxford. They're going to be underdogs there. They got to go to College Station, underdogs there. They've got Florida at home. I'll give them that one. They got Tennessee at home. Tennessee's going to get the revenge. They're not sweeping Tennessee in the regular season. Then they go to Mississippi State. I think that's a loss. So I think they've got four more losses coming up. I will say this the one thing South Carolina does. By the way, I think they're going to be in like an eight or nine. Or may find themselves on a bubble at some point with that net being that low. (laughs) That is a low net. I mean, it's in the 50s, and it's only going to drop if they do. What did you say? Lose four of their last six? Yeah. 
Yeah, we so, don't we don't do the old last ten games anymore. That used to nope, be a big factor nope. for the committee. So, so that puts them at twenty three and eight rolling into Nashville. You know, you let's just say they split twenty four and nine. I think they're more like an eight or a nine. Yeah, I mean, it feels like some of those old Anthony Grant teams that have a really good record. It was that one in particular that had a really good record, but there was just nothing they could hang their hat they on. They didn't do the right math That's on their right. scheduling. I, I will say one thing South Carolina does not want to do again this year is play a game in the state of Alabama. It's their two worst, <laughs> two worst losses of the year. Alabama <laughs> beat them by 27, Auburn beat them by 40. And I know Lamont Paris said after the game last night, Auburn is not 40 points better than us, and Auburn isn't 40 points better than them. But they have played two crappy games in the state of Alabama. Yeah, and they've averaged 54 points offensively in those two games. Yeah. I mean, that's awful. Yeah. I mean, you say it, they're not 40 points better well, than they're them, not. But that they're, team. No. They're, uh, they're, they're and, and, and Neville, they're probably, you play this thing, they're probably 20 points. I mean, if you, play, you average this out over a 10 game um, yeah. sir, you know, uh, sample size, you probably, are they average about uh, 20 point Oh, if it's at Neville, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you start playing that game on a neutral side, Auburn's obviously not 40 points, and Alabama's obviously not it 27 was interesting points talking to people, man, that number is way too big. Uh, apparently not. Uh, no, yes. it wasn't. Even, even I won that one last <laughs> night at mybookie.ag. Here, here's some facts. When we were at the game last night, from about the 12-minute mark on, Auburn fans were not worried about the win. They knew they were going to get the W. Uh, they turned their attention in this order. One, getting a selfie with Bo Jackson, which he doesn't, he doesn't go for. Not a big, not a yeah. big selfie guy. Not, not necessarily, not the nicest guy in the world. Uh, He's no Charles Barkley's the way no. I put it. He did selfies pregame, but yeah. uh, during the game, and I don't blame him, uh, the video on SEC Network was the guy walking up with action on the floor wanting a selfie. And Bo's like, no, I'm watching the game. Yeah, I, Turn I, around I, and watch the game. I don't blame him for that. Yeah, I think Charles is nice to a fault. We've seen him eating dinner where yeah. people, look, people are idiots, but people coming up and interrupting a dinner to get a picture or an autograph, you know, Charles is nice enough to do that. Bo, Bo's interesting, though. I've played 18 holes with Bo at the regions and in the regions program one year i was in bo's group and hold a whole boat treated that whole situation differently it was really interesting to watch like and it really had no effect on like he made a bogey on the previous hole so he was pissed it was just like one tee box he was happy to make all the photos you wanted and the next tee box he's like no i'm playing golf yeah and I, I, I could not really figure out like the rhyme or reason of when bo was ready to make a photo or not but he was willing so to let everyone a little know schizophrenic yeah. I mean, it was just weird yeah. meanwhile charles barkley's steak will get cold while That's he's right. standing up taking picture after picture after picture and you were, if you were at the alabama game last week you saw barkley standing up uh with a line of people missing the action taking pictures but that you know that was one thing and then late in the game as in every arena you know you start cheering to break a hundred and apparently taylor will have to come in here and explain it to me there's some Baumhauer's chili fry giveaway, which I thought oh, they, heck yeah. I thought they were cheering that everybody gets chili fries if they break a hundred. But it may be if uh, I asked the guy in front, is you get chili fries for breaking a hundred? And he said something about missing two free throws in a row or something. And that seems like they would go broke giving away chili fries is just the opposing team missing two free throws. I mean, that seems like that can happen a lot. Yeah. Or maybe it's in the last minute or I two minutes no or whatever. But they, that's all they were caring about at the end was breaking 100 and chili cheese fries from Bomb Hours. That's all they were, that's all they were talking about. Well, hey, why fries. would you not? Yes. Uh, let me say this, though. One small observation. Like, Janai Broom is a really, really good collegiate player. But he's starting to develop this outside shot. Now, I'm not going to say next level. Um, I think he'll be hell over in Europe. Um, the release well, I think is a, he comes back to Auburn. Next yeah, year. he should. He yeah. should. You know, he's a junior this year. He's making a lot of NIL. He should come back, continue to refine this. My point is going to be if him and Jalen Williams, and look, Janai has been taking these, these interesting and the opportunities that he takes the three at. They're almost like backbreaking for opponents. But I mean, this year he's hitting thirty nine percent behind the arc. If him and Jalen can continue to stretch defenses with what they've got inside, this Auburn team, I don't want to say unbeatable because we saw them on Saturday against Florida, and this is just what you get in today's college basketball. But if they're on for a six-game stretch, watch out. Well, let's hear from Bruce and those guys about what you're talking about. Here's here's Bruce Pearl talking about Janai and Jalen's three-point accuracy last night. Nine of 12 was the number from three for those two guys. Here's Bruce Pearl after the contest. You know, I I don't know. You you you're there. Jalen's five for seven, and and Jani's you know four for five. So when you get nine three balls from your starting front court, it kind of makes everything you might try to do offensively work, right? Um, 
you know, there are picks and rolls and there are picks and pops. And now after Janai popped a few, I'm never going to get him to roll. <laughs> um, so, um, but it, 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 that, that stuff, that makes you hard to guard. Yeah. It makes you hard to guard because what do you do? Because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't switch, we're going to get those shots. And if you do switch, then we're going to have mismatches on the inside. So it's not rocket science. Boy, we've been doing this show a long time. I had no idea that clip was coming. Oh, you perfectly set it up. Yeah, I had yes. no idea. Yeah. You walked, you walked Jimmy right into that one. It gets even better um, because if you if you're hitting threes at their rate, you need a nickname. Here's Janai Broom and Jalen Williams after the contest. No T-shirts made with this on it yet, but I bet they're coming. Y'all combine the two of y'all to shoot nine of twelve on threes tonight. You want to tell them? You want me to tell them our nickname? All three. One, two, three. Splash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what what was working for y'all to to get those, that many looks from deep and 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 also just to just to knock them down. Um, I would say you know um, just being comfortable out there. I feel like they didn't really force me to do anything, and I just felt like I had the right looks, and um, we prepared for those looks, and I just had to knock them down. Yeah, uh, kind of what he said. You know, uh, those are looks we get all the time in practice. You know, uh, they were kind of giving us a little bit of space, so uh, it was in that point where you shoot it or you kind of pass it and it's kind of like awkward because you're open but you're not really open but you know once we see the first one go in you know we got that confidence and we got our coaches and teammates confidence so it's going to the hot hand you know uh and just making plays to help win the game now away from that shooting lt and brownie jay billis said it last night and he's on the show the next segment so we'll ask him more about this but they also play great defense, and that's why it was a 40-point game. They, South Carolina, who came in playing great defense as well, Auburn averages only behind Houston on field goal percentage on their defense, and they I think it's around a 37% number. They held South Carolina to 34% last night while they were hitting over 50% of their shots. Uh, it starts and ends with defense with it, Auburn. I mean, it does, but I mean that's why Auburn is one of the most dangerous teams in college basketball because they're so good at both ends. When you can score 101 against a team that is only giving up 64 per game in a really deep 14-team league, and then you can hold them 3 of 15 behind the arc in a total of 61 points, I hate the nickname, though. I know they're kidding. Oh, they are kidding. Because yeah, the kidding. Splash Brothers is Clay and, yeah. Yeah, I, I Clay and, and Steph. Those but, two are not going to shoot enough threes I, to be called the Splash Brothers. I mean, if they Bros. go 9 of 12 every night. Yeah, they call themselves they, whatever they whatever want. Whatever they want. Um, you know, there, there's so much made of Auburn in Neville and Auburn away from Neville, and there is obviously a difference. Nobody's going to argue that one. That difference exists for almost any team in college basketball. Yeah. Say that to Taylor. See if she, she argues with you. Well, I mean, she needs to look at numbers if she doesn't. There is a difference between Auburn and Neville and Auburn not in Neville. But again, that is true for pretty much every team in college basketball. This is nothing new here. Yeah, would right. you not but, say that, that Auburn is maybe the best team in college basketball in Neville? And on the road, they're top 15 team. They're a B. Yeah, but I could say the same thing about Kansas, too. That's my oh, point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Kansas loses a bunch of road games. But go play them in Allen Fieldhouse and see how that goes yeah. for you. One right? in five on the road in the Big 12. Yeah. Still in the top 10 in the nation. That's right. Yeah. So go play them in Allen Fieldhouse and see if they're one in five. I mean, that's just this is true of a lot of teams. Um, but my point was going to be, if you look at all these metrics that you have to hit to win a national championship, and you can go find them. And we share some of them. We share the Ken Palm one, but they're, they go even deeper than that. There are a lot of metrics that every national champion, analytical metrics that every national champion has shared over the last 25 years. Auburn fits in a lot of those categories. I don't, they're, they're not, there's some that are consensus. There's some that are fit in every category, UConn and Purdue and teams like that. But Auburn fits in a lot of those categories. What is that group that you give us every year? The the little uh, small window of <laughs> national the, champions? Yeah, it's the Ken Palm. Uh, you have to finish the year. Now, this includes your tournament play, so it gets a little bit tricky. But I actually dug a little bit deeper and found where you have to be at the end of the regular season. Now, Scott is showing you the Ken Palm. And what you will notice and what is uh, what Scott is showing you is that even though some teams are ranked high, they may not always fall in the top 10 in both windows. For instance, Alabama at number seven, the best team in the country offensively, 72nd defensively. Yeah, like South Carolina coming in last night, they were in the top 51 in both. Yeah. so And I thought that was a little bit of a stretch to even include that. Right, right. So in Ken Palm, every national championship uh, champion since 2002, and Taylor has been tracking this, 
Every national champion since 2002 has been has finished the entire season. This includes their tournament. Top 40 offensive efficiency, top 25 defensive efficiency. So you can see in that one, Auburn, Auburn fits. Uh, but you can dig even deeper, and Auburn checks a lot of boxes there. They're not, again, they're not consensus like a Houston or Purdue, Connecticut is, but they do check a lot of boxes. Yeah. It's, it's a team that analytically, a lot of people will tell you has what it takes to contend for a national championship. Yeah, Auburn up to four there. This is the net, uh, the one the committee uses there. Auburn is uh, six there, jumping up. So it's Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and the SEC in that five, six, seven hole behind Houston, Purdue, Arizona, and UConn, who have been sort of on that uh, top four list all day long. Show being brought to you. we got more uh, basketball, and uh, we'll get to Jay Billis coming up uh, in our next segment. The show being brought to you today by our friends at uh, the Rump Shaker, the great event returning to the Birmingham area in a few days, a few hey, weeks. Did you know that colon cancer, second leading cause of cancer deaths in America, it affects men and women equally? If you're 45 or older, Rump Shaker encourages you to talk to your doctor about screening options that are available. Colon cancer is preventable, it's treatable, it's beatable, but early detection is the key for more information. Visit Visit rumshakerinc.org. Also, don't forget about the 16th annual Rump Shaker 5K that is coming up Saturday, March 23rd at Regents Field. For more information, rumpshakerinc.org. Back to basketball and Jay Billis in the next segment. But a little developing story in college football today uh, that includes South Carolina hiring their tight end coach. A familiar name, Sean Elliott, who has been there at South Carolina before. But here is the here's the rub brownie. It's another Sunbelt head coach head coach leaving late in the calendar now to go be an assistant, not even a coordinator on an SEC staff. Jim, they had already started spring practice. I'm I don't know that I've ever seen a coach willingly leave his team for another job when they've already started spring practice. I'm certain I haven't seen one go from a head coaching position to a position coach once they've already started spring practice. This, right. is, this is a new world we're living in here. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't remember head coaches, especially at the level. I mean, Sunbelt, well-respected, leaving to go to be a position coach somewhere else unless they were forced to do it. A position I'm, coach at South Carolina. Yeah, that's right. And, and I mean, do we really know the future of Shane Beamer? Well, like, really good year? Uh, a little less than than what people thought the expectation-wise this year was Spencer Rattler's final year. And now you're going to what could become. I mean, if if they're 4-8 and eight this year, I wouldn't be blown away. Not at all. But, th- but no. this is this this if they get blown out. Yeah. yeah. But this is a quality of life thing for Sean Elliott. Doing a little research since that broke down. Um, since he left South Carolina and took the Georgia State head coaching job, his family stayed in Columbia. Yeah. And he's been splitting time between Columbia and and Atlanta, where Georgia State is located, ever since he's been the head coach at Georgia State. And you can imagine that that wears on him. Well, that you. sucks, yeah. but if I think if he thought he had long-term stability at Georgia State, he would still deal with that. Well, look, I think he did a really good job at Georgia State, you know, with all the circumstances. Record-wise, he's about 500. Yeah, he's about yeah. 500. Really difficult uh, conference, Georgia State, not the best of programs. And I think, you know, he had some big wins there. But the thing is, he made $800,000 this past year. He's probably going to make that or more in Columbia, and really, at the end of the day, it's the same thing. It's a theme now. This guy doesn't want to deal with the NIL or transfer portal because the fact of the matter is, if you've got a guy that is playing well at Georgia State, you can't keep them. It nope. is impossible. It, 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 not only sense. do you not have collective, you can't keep your own players that you uh, recruit and I, develop. I told that to Bram before the show that basically, if you're at a group of five level now, you're the farm system. Uh, if you've got, if you do your job and you've got a good team, you, your players will get cherry picked by people who can pay well, them and play at a higher level. And, and these, you can't blame them for leaving. No, these guys know that there is no way they can sustain a program long term, and they also know their fans are not going to understand that. You know, Georgia State's far from the uh, the you know the big dog in that conference, but Appalachian State is, and this is going to happen to Appalachian State too. I mean, it's going to happen to them too. And when their coach goes in, whoever their coach is at Appalachian State at this time, and he goes in and has a 12-1 and one, and then follows it up with a bunch of 6-6s, six and sixes, they're going to wonder what the crap happened. Well, what the crap happened was you went 12-1 and one, and a bunch of people came and raided your, your team. And you're, you're having to take freshmen and develop them back now. You know, you, you don't have any upperclassmen. And this is going to happen on that level. And I think coaches realize that because I know it's quality of life and I know his family's still in Columbia. He did not increase his stability any at all. I'm with Lance. 
There's a path for him getting fired at Georgia State and at South Carolina yeah. after this season. But he won't get fired because of the job he does at South Carolina. We'll get fired because of the job his head coach does. Yeah, so he'd be part of that coaching staff, which saves his reputation. Uh, he wasn't fired as a head coach. Still would be looked upon as a guy who was successful as a head coach, probably gets another position. Mm, I don't know. You say saves his reputation. If I'm an athletic director and this guy bailed at the start of spring practice, I would think long and hard about hiring yeah, him as my I mean, head coach. What about Chip Kelly? How do you feel about uh, Chip the Kelly? The same. I said it yesterday. Yeah, I yeah. said it day before yesterday, too. Okay, I said it the, Monday. I yeah. said it Sunday when you weren't here. Brad, I was just making a point oh, that I said the same thing, that Chip down. Kelly bailing. He was yeah. running away from getting fired. No, no, Kelly but my, my thing with Chip Kelly is, yeah. and this is what we were talking about, is I would sit him down as an athletic director director and say what do you you know why did you leave and all he can say is i thought i was going to get fired or you know i didn't like the disadvantage we were well i think he could say the disadvantage on the latter part i think he could say look there wasn't a commitment to football like we're going to at that point he could say what we believe was the best conference in college football in the big 10 and we just didn't have support from the administration. We didn't have backers. You guys know how this works now. You know, I was surprised when Sean Lewis left, not that Kent State's a great job, when he uh, went to work for Dion. And, you know, it seemed great early on, and then he kind of gets demoted in play calling, but it ultimately worked out. You know, he's San Diego State's head coach now. But when you start to see more and more of these guys do, I just wonder what the ultimate goal, if you get into coaching, is now. Like, it used to be for the love of the game. Right. Then I think a lot of people got into it because the money is so massive. But now if you've got sitting head coaches at good group five jobs leaving, there's only a few of these jobs. You make a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, we'll maybe break that down more six or seven times before we kick off football in a few hundred days now before we get to week zero. Jay Billis back on the other side. We'll talk to him. The show being brought to you by our friends at Precision Sports. Getting you back in the game. Listen, no matter what you do, uh, whether you're playing or working, that body sometimes can break down. And uh, I know sports is in the name, but you don't, I mean, you could be cutting grass, not playing sports, trimming the hedges, whatever you're out doing, and you tweak a back, a knee, or whatever. Precision Sports Medicine and Orthopedics can get you back in the game. There's the number on your screen if you're watching us on the video platforms 205 512-3885 or go to this website precision sports ortho.com slash 2024 any tweak from uh, knee pains to back pains or anything else they'll get you back in the game orthopedic care better together in 2024 205-512-3885 or precision sports ortho.com slash 2024 we're back in a moment Never miss anything Auburn. Watch Village Vice at Wardam Pods on YouTube and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This hour of the next round is presented by the Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Now featuring seven days of giveaways with your chance to win a share of up to $125,000. The more you visit the Birmingham Racecourse Casino, the more chances you have to win. There are so many things I love about walk-ons. Authentic, mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine prepared fresh daily from scratch. A great beer selection and TVs everywhere to watch the big game every day of the week. And, of course, they've got two great locations on Highway 280 and 119 and at Hoover near the Hoover Met. Walk-ons is also a great place for happy hour. Two to six Monday through Friday with $5 moonshine swirls, $5 house pours, and half-price appetizers. And it's an easy take-home experience for the family as well. Highway 280 and Hoover with walk-ons. The Next Round store is live and loaded. Check out the latest logo t-shirts and hoodies. Get your favorite team colors, the Next Round flag shirt, or grab the popular Y'all Can Have the Rest t-shirts. Go to nextround.store. That's nextround.store. Remember the name Way to Wellness if you're battling weight loss in your life. I'm Jim Dunaway from the next round. There was a time I was over 216 pounds until Way to Wellness helped me lose 45 pounds. And now for over two years, they've helped me keep that weight off. Here's their website, aplanforme.com, aplanforme.com. That's a great name for a website because there's no cookie cutter plan. Everything is designed specifically for you. No contract, no sign-up fees, and your first consultation is free at Way to Wellness. Fire damage to your home or business is something you never want to consider. Ryan Brown here from the next round. But in the horrible event it happens, Dry Tech is here to help. They respond quickly and will reply to you within 20 minutes when you call 205-637-0143. They're working for you, the customer, not the insurance company. They've got five crews ready to go 24-7. Don't call the insurance company first. Call Dry Tech. Just remember this website, mydrytech.com. That is mydrytech.com. 
Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about our friends at Gutter Cap. Gutter Cap's that patented aluminum cover system that fits over most existing gutters to keep out debris and eliminate that gutter cleaning. It's back with a lifetime warranty, almost 20-year service record right here in Birmingham. Stay off that dangerous ladder forever. 45% off the retail price now if you call guttercapbirmingham.com. Call my good friend Chris Stewart now, 205-823-2212. Cap it, don't snap it, it's Gutter Cap. Legacy Credit Union has the ultimate game changer for your finances. With Engaged Checking, you can earn 3% APY on balances up to $15,000. You heard correctly, 3% APY. But it's not just about scoring with high yields. With Engaged Checking, you can get paid up to two days early. That means your paycheck, Social Security, tax refund, you name it, you get it early. So stop sitting on the sidelines and get in the game with Engaged Checking. Sign up today at LegacyCreditUnion.com or visit any nine Greater Birmingham area branches. APY is annual percentage yield. Terms and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. Man, fun night down at Neville last night. And as I was walking out of the arena, Brown and LT, I'm walking out. Little T's got the camera ready to go, and we'd been alerted. We walk out the student entrance, and already that line right there, pitching tents for Saturday's college game day and Kentucky coming to town. When we shot that video last night, we were 66 hours and 40 minutes away from tip. That's very specific. Uh, Jay Billis is with us now. He'll be there, and he will not have to sleep in a tent. College uh, game day on their way to Neville Arena, as he said on Twitter when he retweeted that tweet Jim is mentioning earlier today. The jungle is, all caps, legit. Welcome in, Jay. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. We appreciate you coming on with us. It really has. It gets compared a lot to the uh, arena where you played your college ball in Cameron Indoor, and I don't know that you could give it higher praise than that. Yeah, um, the jungle is unbelievable. Um, I mean, I, it may even be louder at times than, than Cameron Indoor Stadium. Um, we've done games there uh, where you know Dan Schulman would lean over and say, I, I can't hear anything. Do you think we're going out over the air? Because um, we're right, you know, right in front of the student section. It, it is a loud, intimidating place to play. But what really makes it is the team. I mean, yeah, it, it wouldn't be that hard of a place to play if the team weren't so good. And uh, and you know, Auburn. Uh, I think I, I I put Auburn and Houston as the two hardest playing teams in the in the country. They like they lead the nation at playing hard. And uh, and that that uh, that creates a lot of problems for opponents. It's really impressive to watch. Yeah. With that said, Tennessee impressive win last night, twenty nine on the road at Bud Walton. Auburn obviously the forty point win. Um, if you had to pick one of those teams to go the deepest in March, would you go Tennessee or Auburn? That's a tough question. I mean, Auburn. It depends on the draw, obviously, that they get and what happens in the bracket. But both teams are are really talented. You know, Tennessee, the one thing that they have that uh, that Auburn doesn't have is they have one player that you can put the ball in his hands and he can go get you a bucket. I mean, Dalton Connect is, is really, really talented. And I saw him play two, maybe two or three times when he was at Northern Colorado. And truthfully, the reason I, I watched him play was I was watching another player on the other team that was an NBA prospect. And, uh, and so I wasn't, I didn't really know much about Dalton connect and I, I, I watched him and thought he was good, but I didn't see this. And, you know, he's a first round NBA draft pick. Um, but I, I think Auburn, if the two teams played on a neutral floor, um, I would probably favor Auburn a little bit just because of, of, uh, you know, they're, they're incredibly balanced. And I think offensively, they're actually a little bit better. You know, they're not. Auburn is isn't like a knockdown team, but they shoot it well enough, and uh, and their schemes are so good. But the combination of of their their defense and offense, and then transition. I mean, all those things are connected. You know, your defense leads to transition. They're a really good rebounding team, and, but their depth is so good, and you know they play so many different guys, and they keep coming at you. You know, it's like playing in a. I'm surprised that we don't have hockey rules where they can just climb over the wall and come in <laughs> a, a, a change of ends because um, it feels that way to opponents. So there's never a drop off in intensity, and over the course of 40 minutes, that that really wears other teams down. And you know, the one thing 
Like if Auburn, it's not like Auburn's this high foul team, but because of the pace they play with and and how relentless they are, relentless can be really hard to beat. The less they foul, the the less chance the opponent has to catch their breath. Um, You know, putting teams at the free throw line allows the other team to breathe, and uh, um, you know that that's that's sort of the only thing. I mean, Auburn's really really tough to deal with, especially there. And there's never been a year I can remember where getting a road win was harder than this year. Are most coaches comfortable like Bruce is, playing 10 or 11, or do most coaches like having a little bit of a shorter rotation? Is that common for BP, and is that common for coaches? It's it's probably more common for Bruce than it is for some others um, because it's hard to – if you want to maintain the kind of intensity that they play with, especially on the defensive end, you don't have to to usually – get your you know motivated players to play offense uh the the motivation comes in and doing the really hard stuff which is playing defense because it's hard to get stops in, in basketball um but to play with the kind of intensity that they want for 40 minutes you can't play the same five guys for extended periods um they're going to be kind of letdowns and uh you know physically you can't do it physically and mentally it's exhausting so to have to have that many players but mo- most most coaches can't do it because they don't have that many good players and and auburn scott it's not like they have this collection of of five-star superstars they've got a collection of of really good athletes and really good players that are accepting of you know the roles that makes the team good and and you know that it's not that the they're role players because sometimes you say role player and it it sounds limiting like they're a role player because they can't do certain things you know my belief is that uh, auburn has roles but they're 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 what the player accepts that the team is asking them to do to be the best they can be is that makes i don't know if that makes sense yes. but um it's not a limiting thing but you know when you can when you can bring in different players that have different strengths and they play to those strengths together it's a really powerful thing, and there, there's never a drop-off. You know, it may happen in a particular game. Nobody's at their best all the time. But there's no drop-off in intensity generally with Auburn, and same thing with Houston. Um, and that relentless thing wears other teams down mentally, um, and, and that leads to additional wins, in, in my view. I, I think that, that does happen. Jay Billis for a few more moments on the JohnsonRVCenter.com hotline. College game day coming to Auburn Saturday for the Auburn-Kentucky game. Uh, Jay Reese and the gang will be there. Uh, I mean, anytime one of the coaching pearls comes on this show, or Nate Oates, or Andy Kennedy, or Bucky McMillan, I, I think almost every interview, Ken Palm gets mentioned at some point. So we're aware, Jay, of what the numbers say about Alabama's defense and the unlikely uh, nature or the, the, the unlikely scenario that they win a national championship with that defensive efficiency. When you watch Alabama, does it match what Ken Palm and, and all the experts seem to think about their defense? Well, I mean, the, you have to be a little bit careful with some of the analytics. Um, they're, they're, what the analytics tell you is what a team has done. It doesn't tell you what the team's capable of. So Alabama's offense is, is, you know, top three or whatever it is, um, and they can score points in a hurry. Uh, their defense is probably ranked 50 or 60 spots below their offense, maybe, maybe a little bit more. But, um, you know, really through February to the end of the season, say they take a 15% jump. The question is, how does it trend from here? And uh, it, they're not going to be Auburn or Houston. You know that that they're not going to reach that level defensively, but if they if they trend toward it and are are rising as they get to the postseason, um, they can win this thing. They're good enough, and I tend to think this year, uh, especially, you better be able to score to win it. Um, it's not that you can give points away or trade baskets, but you better be able to score. You're not going to pitch shutouts to every game in the tournament. Uh, you got to put points up, and and Alabama can do that. But, you know, like there are a bunch of coaches out there that are kind of cool. Say, ah, I don't pay attention to analytics. Ah, kind of the analytics guys, you know, like they're everybody's wearing, you know, uh, Coke <laughs> bottle glasses and doing it. They're really important because they, they tell the story. Like, I like to be able to see it and then have the numbers back it up. And, uh, um, you know, Nate Oates, who you mentioned, I think is doing, if not 
if not the best job, one of the best jobs of incorporating analytics into the way they do things. And and you can see the results. They've been as good as anybody uh, since he's been there. Jay, the Kenny Payne era and Louisville has been a disaster. I guess that's putting it nicely, 12-45 and 45 in his second year overall right now. And I think both of these instant coaches, Nate Oates and Bruce Pearl, are going to be names on a short list if, in fact, there is a move that is made at Louisville. Uh, you know, there was a time when you played, and even over the last 10 years or so, where UCLA, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Indiana, Duke, those were jobs no one would turn down. But how different is college basketball with the money you can make and teams like San Diego State and Florida Atlantic and Auburn a few years ago being able to get to a Final Four? Has that changed the mindset of guys jumping jobs? Maybe a little bit, um, but but I do think like when you mentioned Florida Atlantic or San Diego State, all that um, it, it, those are good programs, and I think can they do that again? Yes. Is it likely that they do it again? No, it's not. It, it, it it's easier to do it from a job like Ohio State or Louisville um, or, or some of the jobs you mentioned. Um, it's easier to do it. Um, you know the expectations are going to be higher, and the microscope is 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 bigger uh, in those jobs. So if you don't do it, um, they show you the door a little quicker. <laughs> these others, but uh, uh, you know it, it's the same thing in football. You know, you, you, Boise State has been really good, but um, you know I remember somebody somebody had mentioned when Urban Meyer was at Utah and they were really good. Uh, they were saying, you know, you can beat anybody at Utah. And he goes, yeah, we can beat anybody in a one-game scenario. But if you put these bodies into the SEC, week-to-week is going to be the problem. And that's when you see the, you know, some of the smaller conference teams that jump up to a bigger conference. It's not that they can't beat the best teams in the league. It's just that, that you know, going against the teams in the middle and the bottom uh, become the problem. And because uh, uh, you're playing against bigger bodies and better teams and all that, so you're going to you take more hits, and, and physically it's going to be more demanding. Doors for game day open at 9 a.m. down at Neville this Saturday morning uh, in the Kentucky game. Jay will be part of that broadcast. Before you get out of here, man, uh, Samford and Bucky McMillan here in our town, when you see a coach like Bucky McMillan have great success at high school and then basically move across the street and do it in a basketball conference like the SOCON where they've won 23 of their last 24, what do you think of, of a job like that that Bucky's doing at a place like Samford? It's great. I, I think the best thing about it, and uh, similar with Josh Schertz at, uh, at Indiana State, um, who came from Division Two, or going back to Wisconsin when Bo Ryan was there. You know, he was a Division. Yeah, you know, I can't remember if it was Division Two or Division Three at Wisconsin Platteville, where he won you know national championships. You know, you tend to think that you know major college jobs. Um, you know, you go with a guy who's had major college assistant uh, experience or something like that. It, it can seem like a closed community that um, coaching, you know, great coaches don't have level. You know, whether you're coaching in high school, some of the best coaches I've ever come across are high school coaches. Um, it doesn't know a level. And so uh, I think it makes it um, hopefully eye opening for ADs and search firms that there are really good coaches out there that you need to be aware of. Um, you know, it's not often you're going to be able to walk across the street from high school into college and get a job. Some some of that, you know, is is uh, is good fortune, but uh, you know, it shows that uh, that you don't have to take a certain route in order to make it in the business. Thank you very much for the time, Jay. Hope you enjoy your time in our state this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. The, the time change between Atlanta and uh, and Auburn is always my biggest challenge. <laughs> short drive to lose an hour that's right yes the sun will set earlier on you thank you jay uh, safe travels thank you all right take care jay with us on the johnston rv center.com hotline jay billis from espn he reached the gang will be there in auburn saturday yeah and again the show being brought to you by our friends at hemphill hemphill services lt uh, tell us about those great folks there that handle so many things in your home. Yeah, 205-229-2090. That's the number you need to write down. Make the call to Hemphill Services. Make sure that HVAC unit ready to keep up with the changing weather. Adam, Chad, Andrew, the guys there. Tell them the next round sent you. Trust the name Birmingham is trusted since 1954 for all of your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Hemphill Services. Hard to stop a train. 205-229-2090 or HemphillServices.com. Just gut feeling. we got time tomorrow to break down these two games on Saturday. But just gut feeling, first on Texas A&M, Alabama, because you see Texas A&M losing to Vandy, and you go, well, it should be another home win for Alabama. But it seems like 
That's that's going to be a challenging game for the Tide. You got a gut on that one yet? Yeah, my gut is Alabama handles this one. Uh, coming off the bye, getting to play at home, coming off the bye. Um, they're just so good in Coleman Coliseum. They shoot so well there. 11 a.m. on a Saturday, will that help or hurt the crowd? I think that hurts. I think that yeah. hurts the crowd. And I think A&M, this is going to be sneaky, one-possession kind of game. Yeah, tough game for wait, me. Wait, yeah. What do you think the point spread is? I think Alabama will be a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So you think uh, A&M's the play there? Probably right so, now. yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and, then, and especially coming off of Vanderbilt loss. Yeah. I mean, this thing is so set up for this thing to really be a sweater. And then Auburn, Kentucky – um, we know Kentucky has a lot of holes at home and on the road. What do you think that point spread will be, and how do you feel about Auburn and Kentucky? Early lean. A game is in Neville, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's in Neville. Uh, uh, I, I was saying last night on our drive I think back, you're backing it down because of the Kentucky brand. So this is going to be more in line with what the Alabama number was, probably six and a half. Yep. I think Kentucky's going to play. I, I Really? Yeah. I told Taylor that anything seven and a half or under – I like Auburn. I think Auburn wins at eight to ten, but if it got to be ten or well, eleven, yeah, like, I don't. I don't. I mean, like although they're coming night. off a forty point win, maybe this thing's a little more inflated. I do think there is something. Although Kentucky's defense is awful right now, there is something with that Kentucky brand, obviously, and so I think that will that will manipulate the number a little bit. So I'm going to say it comes in where you saw Alabama about six and a half. I got to say though, outside of the Bama game, that's got to be the most juiced atmosphere of the season at Neville, right? For Kentucky it when was. they come to town. Are, are you selling Kentucky? I mean, do, do Neville, uh, you know, season ticket holders, would they sell any of their tickets? Oh, I've got a story. Okay. Uh-oh. I cannot Jim, give you the story. Do you want to tease it? Story uh, time with Uncle Jim. No, it's very short. It's a very short okay. story. Uh, before you tell us about Gutter Cap, short story with Jim. I, I, I follow that. I watch this guy on TikTok, and he takes all these long TikToks where the woman's like, uh, Lance doesn't watch TikTok, but yeah. Dunaway knows TikTok is full of women that love to video themselves and talk about how their husband cheated on them, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Or, you know, you know, something. So he'll take the TikTok and he'll stitch it, and he'll start, he'll let her start the story like, so. You've all asked for the incredible story about how I caught my husband cheating on me. And then it'll cut to him and he goes, she saw it on a text. <laughs> then he points yeah. at the top and it says, time saved, five minutes, 39 seconds. It's yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I do like that. Um, the, so I got a friend who's got four season tickets. Um, occasionally sells them, you know, because he has three other season yeah. tickets. By the way, it's your ticket, your money. You can do what you want with yeah. them. Uh, this Kentucky team, this Kentucky team. Five hundred a seat. His four seats, two thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's after the fees and everything. That so goes he in. has already sold them. Two thousand profit. Two thousand yeah. profit. Don't, Don't blame him. Saw the receipt the there, other day. There will be fans that are upset. Why would you sell it to the other but fan? He base? knows he sold them to a Kentucky fan. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have a problem with that? I mean, do you know an Auburn person that's going to pay two? I mean, if I'm sitting next to it, I don't like it, but it's your tickets. It's your money. Yeah, it's a. I'm torn on that one. Are you really? Yeah, I'm not. You do what you want with your tickets. I mean, if I've got, let's say I've got seven basketball, let's say I got eight football, and I'm kicking in all those fees to be season ticket holders and all those plays supporting athletics with thousands of dollars. I'm okay getting you know you know yes, you know all things you know equal. there's a, you know there's one team every year you can make a little okay, money but back. Who's on. the most obnoxious fan base you you think? Oh my god, they all Saints are. You in basketball? Saints no, you oh, hate Saints fans. fans. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. yeah you're a Ram season ticket holder on the fifty. You're playing the Saints, and you show up to your seats and sit down on Sunday, and there's four Saints fans on either side of you. How they, happy are you? They probably have less. Of a criminal record they're than the, the guys that were sitting next to me. They're the most obnoxious Saints fans ever. How do you feel about I, it? I don't feel safe with Rams fans, so I probably don't care. Oh, you would care. When the Saints fans start cheering, when they're up 10, late. Yeah, but again, it's your ticket. It's like all things equal. If I'm an Auburn guy and I've got season tickets and I've got Auburn fan that wants to buy them or Kentucky fan, same price, I'll sell them to Auburn fan. But they're my ticket, so I, I don't have a problem with this. There's one fan base you can take advantage of if you're a season ticket holder anywhere in the SEC. It's Kentucky. No, yeah, there's it, no doubt. It, they it, travel. I, I they do think there's, there's something fun about having pods of different fan bases in the opposing arena. I think yeah. you've got to have that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it'll be a, an electric atmosphere. I put it last night at a B- minus compared to other Neville games. 
Um, no, yeah, because they, it was so in, I mean, it was over. It Auburn was fans over. knew they were winning that game when they showed up. B yeah. minus. It'll be A plus on Saturday with game day there. You think what Shark Bait is saying over there is legitimate? A Detroit Lion fan said four season tickets have increased from 5,800 to 32,000. Sell. Sell, because you're going to be disappointed at the end. They're not going to win a championship. A, that sounds like a uh, steep increase. I would have a hard time believing it has increased that, that dramatically. Will is right. If I could sell my second half ticket. Oh, yeah, you could make a fortune. You'd be great at Augusta because they do the, you can. Well, you could come out and ATIC. Well, ATIC may or may not do this. I'm not sure if they do or not. (laughs) Uh, You could come out and sell your badge to a broker and then go back in or your practice round ticket. Mm -hmm. You get half a day. Wow. Our, our friends at Gutter Cap in Montevallo bringing you this great show here. Tell us about Gutter Cap first, LT. Uh, cap it, don't snap it. Been t- uh, telling you about our friend Chris Stewart for more than two decades now. Best in the business. Look, gutters need to be clean and free-flowing. The answer is Gutter Cap. You don't want to get on the roof. You slip, you fall, you snap the neck and die. No good to the wife or kids. Cap it, don't snap it. They'll come out, put that patent aluminum cover system. It will fit over most existing gutters. It will keep all debris out. Cap it, don't snap it. 205-823-2212 or guttercapbirmingham.com. Charleston said I had two of the most obnoxious Texas guys in front of me in Tide Pride section this year. It was painful. Uh, That's from a season ticket holder for Alabama football there with Texas people buying their way into that section. Uh, Our friends at the University of Montevallo will help your son or daughter with their education after high school. It's time to be looking for that right now. Just go to montevallo.edu to get tickets or information, not tickets. They got tickets there, too, for their 23 NCAA Division II fully funded scholarship sports as well. But get all the details you need from Montevallo at montevallo.edu. Great academics, wonderful campus life, and those 23 NCAA Division Division to fully funded scholarship sports. In-person tour at Montevallo.edu, Montevallo.edu. Follow the next round on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Next Round Live. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. I mean, where else are the scenic views as good as your view of the game? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. What are you waiting for? It's nonstop gaming action at Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Come play more than 900 of the latest and greatest games around, featuring fun bonuses and big jackpots. You can wager and win on horse and greyhound races from all over the world. There are more ways to win at Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Birmingham Racecourse Casino, located off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Are you ready for a winning season in your finances? Legacy Credit Union is bringing you a slam dunk deal on their credit cards. Apply for their balance transfer and pay zero balance transfer fees. That's right. There is no balance transfer fees, and they're offering a jaw-dropping 2.99% APR for the first six months. Whether you're looking to clear the court of those holiday expenses or just wanting to streamline your finances, apply online today, LegacyCreditUnion.com. Annual percentage rate, terms, and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. Every day, someone is ridiculed and mocked for the clothing they chose to wear. It's a harsh reality we all must face. But you have the chance to change all of that with one visit to nextround.store. For just a few minutes of browsing, you will observe so many clothing options, from hats to hoodies to t-shirts. Please, for yourself or someone you love, go to nextround.store and embrace the warmth of true attire. Did you know that colon cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in America and that it affects men and women equally? If you're older than 45, Rump Shaker encourages you to talk to your doctor about screening options that are available. Colon cancer is preventable, treatable, and beatable, but early detection is the key. For more information, please visit us. Go to rumpshakerinc.org. Also, 6th Annual Rump Shaker 5K coming up Saturday, March 23rd at Regents Field. You can register online, rumpshakerinc.org. Stop by the New York Butcher Shop and pick up the finest in certified Angus Prime Beef steaks and burgers, premium pork chops, ribs, and all-natural chicken cut to order just for you. Their chef-prepared entrees and side dishes are the perfect dinner-to-go choice for your family and are ready to heat at home. With a great selection of fine wines and desserts, the New York Butcher Shop is your one-stop dinner shop. Two locations to serve you, Cahaba Heights and on Highway 119 in Greystone, the New York Butcher Shop. Rare quality, well-done service. 
Start your day online with our website, nextroundlive.com, the latest videos, podcasting, college football stories. It's also a great way to stream the show or shop in the Next Round store. Stay connected by visiting nextroundlive.com. That's nextroundlive.com. Some interesting college football stuff coming up at the top of the hour. If you want to get back into college football with us, we appreciate Jay Billis being on the show. Really excited for the Birmingham Stallions' first season in the UFL after two seasons in the United States Football League, winning those championships. And they've had great quarterback play for the two years, and they picked up somebody two days ago that we haven't been able to get to yet. But that guy right there, Matt Corral, signing with the Stallions. And I think Matt Corral fits in perfectly with what the coaching staff, Skip Holtz and company, would love to do. You look at who they've had at quarterback over the last couple of years, and Corral gives you that run and throwing off of, of a different platform kind of guy. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that Matt Corral is not still on a roster in the NFL. Uh, Panthers-Steelers? Was that the two places? Panthers, I know. I'm not sure of where else he was. One other place and didn't really make it on the roster. But watching some of the quarterbacks in this league that have had an opportunity to play, I'm a little surprised based on his skill set he hasn't had that opportunity. But now, going and playing for the Stallions, you know, I mean, that's that has been a place that people have been yeah. able to get jobs in the NFL. And it may be even better now with the combined leagues. That Sugar Bowl injury did not hamper him any at all, did I it? I think it slowed him going into his rookie season. Well, he was I mean, delayed he, getting into camp and all of that. And yes. he couldn't do the combine or any of his senior day and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and it was yeah, a lot of people pointed at that and said, y'all can bash players all you want for opting out of bowl games, but Matt Corral is the perfect example of why players opt out of bowl games. Yeah. I would tell you that this is the opportunity. This is one of those things this league is for. Matt Corral, if he comes in and has the kind of season that you know Holtz's quarterbacks have had in the past, um, forgetting the guy's name who was the league MVP, who was his name last year. He's on the Seahawks roster, or excuse me, the Packers roster. Um, I can't say his name. Yeah, but he's on the roster. He's there all year long. He was on the the practice squad and the roster all year long, backing up uh, Love there in Green Bay. So I mean, it, I mean, it, you look at Brandon Autry. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the yeah. great stories That's for the right. Cowboys this year. Yep. Yeah. So there's only so many. Magoo, thank you, Forrester. Magoo. Alex Magoo. Yeah. Alex Magoo. Alex Magoo. Our show being brought to you by our friends at Redmond Vodka, Redmond Distilling, Charles Barkley's Vodka. Uh, served now in over how many states? 22 states right now. Ask for it by name at your local bar, local restaurant. If they don't have it, tell them to get it. Eight times distilled, gluten-free, locally owned and operated. Fantastic problem. It or <laughs> Fantastic product. It is Redmond Vodka. Hey, uh, TNR Sharkbait's in the Lions comment section and news article reporting 85% per price increase and more for preferred seating there in Detroit. Um, Cash in while you can. Yeah, and 85% seems like a lot. I'd like to know if uh, they had a big discount over the years when they've sucked a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would want credit for time served if I'm a Lions fan yeah, before but, I pay an 85% yeah, I mean, that's, increase. That's ridiculous. You have one special season and you're going to jam people up that much? I think I'm right about this, Forrester, uh, Tyler. Anybody wants to fact check me here? Maybe you guys heard it yesterday too. But I think Texas as they come to the SEC, is actually lowering their ticket that. prices. Yeah, I saw, a com- I saw people talking about it on social media. I did not see like, any official release from Texas, but I saw that they are lowering season ticket prices. That is, that's shocking. Uh, look, well, I mean, I know it's, hey, look, we got Texas, or we're Texas, we've got all the money in the world, now we're going to the money conference where they just paid out $51 million per school. That, that's why they're doing it, is the increase that they're going to get from the SEC. Yeah, I get that, but why would you have to drop it at all, at least? Just maintain your price point right now. You've got a better home schedule than you've ever had. My guess would be, that's just a guess on my part, I'm not inside the doors of Texas, is if we drop season ticket prices just a little bit, we're easily going to make that up in the money we get from the SEC, and it might increase contributions to our collective, which is how we stay good, which is how we make more money. See what I'm saying? Yeah, or you just say we're going to keep the ticket price the same, and you don't tell your boosters, but you... Shoot back 10% to the collective. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they can do that. Another thing is is that the SEC travels better on the road than the Big 12 does, those teams. So bigger fan bases 
coming to Austin will fill sit up in the upper deck. <laughs> will we'll fill up the edges. Yes. Uh, they'll fill up the edges that you don't get in Big Twelve games where you've got some empty seats. So you're actually going to sell a few more seats there. So and another thing that I like what they're doing, they're ripping up the turf and they're going. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. They're going sod. I yeah. don't think it's good business. Like I think Arthur Blank and what you know Atlanta does with their price point on their concessions, that's good business. This doesn't really make sense. I mean, Texas is coming off their first ever college football playoff appearance. They're going into the SEC. There's never been this much demand for tickets. I, but I don't know that. I don't. I don't know if they sold out of season tickets. I assume they did. Alabama what? fans checking in. Steve and Charles, the season ticket holders. Ours have gone up fifty dollars per game this year. Steve's Charles says ours are up again. And, are, and as is the required contribution to buy the season yeah, tickets. Yeah, see, that's, to me, that's bullshit that you continue to jam people up year in, year out. But Texas to go backwards is unheard of. You've got Georgia on that schedule. That Georgia-Texas ticket should be worth probably the season ticket uh, package. I mean, if, if, if both of those teams are undefeated, that could be number one versus number easily, two in Austin. Easily, yeah. I mean, Ohio State could have, they could gum that up a little bit, but you're absolutely right. That could easily be a one versus two. I know they've tried to do this in the past, but what would keep, say, Auburn for hiring Steve Sushi of Atex? Okay. And he, Is he selling raw fish as well? And he controls. He controls the uh, secondary market, right? Uh, for for Auburn tickets, that the only place you can resell would be like they hire Atex. Oh, people already do that. They've yeah. already got your official reseller. It's your not official the only resales. place you could do it, but yeah. it's your official. And, and they somehow set it up where only Atex could handle Auburn resales well, for basketball you, and football. Alabama. How are you going to enforce that though? Like if Lance has four season tickets, he can sell them anywhere he wants yep. to. Put it put it in the fine print on the ticket that these cannot be transferred only through. Well, it's just like you tell the NFL you can't resell your Super Bowl tickets. How many people do that? Ninety percent. Uh, well, publicly on the air, Ryan Kelly showed us zero percent admitted. Mm. Yeah. He, pretty, he pretty much admitted on the air that he sold his he tickets. He did, but he didn't admit it. I'm just saying that there's extra money to be made out there, and then you funnel you all that You need to just write a book of ideas. Yeah, business business ideas. ideas. Make it a toilet uh, book. I'm just uh, just off the top of my head. That's an extra, extra money for Alabama-Auburn to throw into the collective is we're the only ones that can resell our tickets. We're the only ones. If you, you, can, you can sell them back to us, but we're going to resell them. I, think it's nearly impossible see i mean just because you can't you can't you right. can't monitor that when i'm reading this tweet texas a so from anwar richardson scott is showing the uh the ticket price plan del conte says they've reduced ticket prices to make games more affordable they do not want to quote jack up the prices because texas was entering the sec in 2024 the last sentence i think is key they want to pack the house right because they struggled I, I, think, doing that. I think they were struggling to pack the house which is the only reason you would drop ticket prices yeah. that's that's really sad well, um yeah. it's a big stadium alan says jim you're violating antitrust laws hey look though would you not t- tune into c-span as i testify in front of congress in my america yeah. you say that's a big stadium Does, it is a big stadium oh, it's over a hundred thousand i i know it's a big stadium but i mean how many big stadiums out there from penn state to michigan to alabama have problems packing the place out um for some games they all do i think on yeah. their, on yeah, the parameters, I get but that but for the good ones no and texas's schedule just improved tremendously okay but let me ask you this if you want to go to a Texas game, and we'll just say the Texas-Florida game, and it's the difference between 110 or $100, do you think anybody really, oh, man, that $10 is going to, I'm going to get off the couch and I'm going now. No, 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 but at least it's not going up. Brown, give me Texas's home schedule this year. I've got it right here. Okay, give me their home schedule. Oklahoma's obviously neutral site, so that takes yeah, away Yeah, you got game. Colorado State to open the season. You've got Texas San Antonio. You've got okay. La Monroe. I mean, just an awful out-of-conference. You're going yeah, yeah. to Michigan. There's one reason you're dropping prices. That's an yeah. awful uh, But you're going to Michigan. You're going to get them back the next yeah. year. Yeah, so here are your in-conference. You've got Mississippi State at home. Okay, Mississippi State compared to the Big 12 right now. That's like uh, Kansas. That's like... Down. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's no excitement there. I yeah. give you that. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, Mississippi State's, I mean, Kansas is pretty good in the Big 12 now. Mississippi oh, State's, yeah. yeah. Oklahoma neutral site, as you yeah. said. Georgia coming in. I mean, that that's is huge. Yeah. There's that's, not a comparison. There's no comparison to the Big 12. That's right, because yep. their best comparison, they play neutral site that's every right, year. Oklahoma. Yep. Georgia's coming. That's their best conference home game in the history of Texas okay. football. Yeah, and then you've got Florida and Kentucky at home, and that that's is it. it. It's not a great home schedule. No, that's you, another if, reason they're dropping. You could have somehow worked in A&M and Austin this yep. year along yep. with Georgia. Yeah, okay. now you got something. Now, I, bet, I guarantee you prices go up next year. That's what I was about to say, Bram. Mark it right here. That's right. They've lowered the price this year because you just saw why. You're getting those black and white 
generic labels except for the Georgia game. You got one good game. Next year, yep. you get Michigan, you get Texas A&M, yeah. you get those guys coming here That's now. It. You'll probably you'll probably get an Alabama and LSU or something like that as well. I would have to imagine. Oh, do we not have the return games already for next I, year? They, yet? They've only announced the one year schedule. You don't yeah. know. But yeah. I'll tell you, man, if they get past Michigan, Texas got a really beneficial schedule. They do. Yeah. But that is not a good home schedule. You could see why they would choose this year to say, "Hey, we're going to give a little something back to the fans going to the SEC." But I think Let's giving prices. like if you actually put the statement out there, we appreciate the support. We love the direction. We love the fact that we're going into the SEC. You know what we're not going to do? We're not going to raise ticket prices. You would almost feel like you won, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be a win. So I just don't understand this model of business where you go backwards. Yeah, I understand. I understand. All right, top of the hour. Some interesting college football news other than ticket prices. When we come back on the show, that's being brought to you by our friends at New York Butcher Shop. Hey, not just not just wonderful steaks and meats there as well, but I love just going in for their wine selection. It's elite to me. I go there and pick out great bottles of wine all the time. Yeah, look, I mean, that's that's kind of a treat in itself. Uh, if you just want to swing by there, pick up one of the great desserts and a bottle of wine, uh, the wife, the girlfriend, they're going to absolutely love that. Uh, but stop into the New York Butcher Shop. Go see Jim and the fine folks there. They are the absolute best. And if you're looking for a big-time lunch, they've got that sandwich station. Uh, to me, the sandwiches are almost impossible to eat by themselves i think you've knocked one out by yourself have you not oh multiple times but it's one of those you can take in eat half there take the other half home um it's just a fantastic place two locations the original in Cabo heights highway 119 and graystone new york butcher shop rare quality well done service follow lt on twitter at the lance taylor